Hello, dear friends. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. And we want to thank you for being with us today. We do this every time, but I just can't help it. I, I know we have return listeners who come back consistently, and we're so glad that you are part of our listening family today. We're glad that we can be a part of your devotional life, of your spiritual growth and maturity today as we teach the Word of God. And I, I've told you before, I'm going to say it again this this day that I can't preach without teaching and I can't teach without preaching. <laughs> so there's going to be an, a kind of a ebb and flow here because I, I, can't, I can't help it. I get excited about what I am reading once again, though I've read it many times before. When I open my heart and I open the Word of God, I, I feel the, the presence of God. And I pray that right where you are, that the Holy Holy Spirit is right there with you and that you will sense a quickening in your spirit as we read the scriptures today. Amen. Now there's a whole lot of things prophetically we could talk about. But let me say this about the end times that we are living in, the perilous time that we're living in. Uh, Before we announce the message today and the title of it, we are told on two occasions under the circumstances we are in, last days and end times. Uh, we are told to lift up our heads. This is a time when it's easy to get caught up in the depression and the discouragement that is global because not just of the pandemic and the pandemonium that it has created, but all of the chaos that is going on politically, militarily, socially, uh, in every possible way, the starvation, the wars, the rumors, the weather, the droughts, everything seems to be culminating in a chaotic world with an uncertain future. Friend of mine, this is a great day of harvest for the kingdom because more people are realizing they have to look beyond the natural. They have to look beyond man's agencies. They have to look to a greater power and they need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe there's more of an openness to hear a Bible prophecy and what is coming and in particular who is coming in the near, near future. So we're to raise our eyes and not be distracted by the circumstances, but to raise our eyes and look upon the fields which are white unto harvest. That means they're ripe and they will become overripe and ruined if we don't get them right now. This is the time to raise our head, look upon the fields, they're white unto harvest. Hallelujah. And also, when you see these things begin to come to pass, negative events that mark the perilous time and the end time, the scripture said we're to lift up our head. There it is again. You have to raise your eyes. You have to lift up your head. Why? Because your redemption is drawing nigh. Jesus is coming soon. The tribulation is coming immediately after. And the the chaos that we see now is nothing compared to what is about to break upon the world. But right now, there's a window of opportunity to reach this world and the church cannot do it as a weak and anemic church. Someone said the church 
speaking collectively of us, is weak and anemic because she lives below her privilege of power. Essentially, that's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, not living and walking in. Some people don't even see a need for this baptism of the Holy Spirit, this 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 God whelming us with power from on high. Oh, they, they, this is all there is. There ain't no more. Jesus said there is more. Wait in Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power on high. And then go out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And declare the gospel to the nations of the world. But there's another area of power that I want to address today. Not only being filled with the Holy Spirit, the necessity of it in order to operate in the fullness of God for the, for the work of the kingdom, but also the covenant blessings that are unclaimed because we do not identify ourselves as having any part in the covenant that God made with Abraham and his seed. So today I'm going to be talking about claiming covenant blessings. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I am. But I also want to have every covenant blessing that God has purposed for my life, that I might walk in those blessings and through those blessings let the world know that my God is the true and the living God he saves he heals he delivers he sets free praise God he moves mountains he's a prayer answering God he's not just the most high he's the most nigh glory be to God are you interested? Are you intrigued today claiming covenant blessings? Well, let's see where, let's see where the Bible begins to speak in the New Testament, the New Covenant, about covenant blessings that are claimed and covenant blessings that others have no right to and whether or not we have a right to any of these blessings. Listen to Matthew 15, 21 through 28. It said, Then Jesus went thence and departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her, Not a word. And the disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. She crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent... But unto, now this is his initial mission before the cross and before the Gentiles were brought in to this covenant. Now it was exclusive to the, 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 the covenant seed of Israel. Listen. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, Here's another negative. He's testing her faith. He's not being mean, but he is establishing a principle. Certain blessings are to the covenant children, the seed of Abraham exclusively. Listen to what he says. It's not meet to take the children's. That's something that belongs to them. The children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. 
She knows I'm not a, I'm not part of the Jewish lineage. I can't came, claim blessings that are exclusive to them. Yet, the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see, friend, the children's bread here. Jesus is declaring, you not being a Jew by lineage have no right to covenant blessings. But she persisted and appealed to his mercy. I want to establish something here today as we teach this. There are three distinct seed of Abraham. Number one, there's the natural seed, the Arab nations through Ishmael. But then there's the covenant seed through Isaac that have the the covenant with God through Abraham and the blessing. And then there's the spiritual seed, both Jew and Greek, Jew and Gentile, who have been made one in Jesus Christ. Listen to what Romans 2, verse 28 and 29 says. For he's not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart and spirit. See, even if you are from a Jewish lineage today, it's not just your lineage that makes you a covenant person because of Abraham's covenant with the nation that is part of the old covenant. But you have been brought in to a new covenant through Jesus Christ, and so has that Gentile been brought in. Amen. Hallelujah. And not in the letter. Let me read it. He is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart and the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Hallelujah. Listen to, therefore, Galatians three, twenty-six through 29. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. For if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Glory be to God. Amen. We as believers in Jesus Christ, dear friend, have been grafted into the true vine. That wall that separates us from the covenant people, from the non-covenant people, is now gone. Amen. According to Ephesians 2, 11 through 16, it said for it said wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncirc- uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. Listen to the change that is come. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made 
both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Well, what is the wall of partition? Covenant people, non-covenant people, seed of Abraham and, 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 and the seed of Israel and, and then the, just the Gentile nations. Listen, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances to make in himself twain one new man, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Hallelujah. Jew and Greek, bond and free, covenant children through the lineage of Abraham and covenant children because of the cross and the shed blood of Jesus Christ, both Jew and Gentile. We as believers, having received Christ as our Savior, both Jew and Gentile are now the spiritual seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't want to live beneath my privilege of power. How about you? I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because I need, I need an anointing to go into the harvest fields. I need not just an appointing, I need an anointing for it. I need the power from on high to be a witness unto Jesus in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. This is power with purpose. It's not power to become some spiritual elite. It's not power to, to, to showcase spiritual gifts, though they are resident in the Holy Spirit. This is power to be an effective witness for Christ, to raise our heads, look upon the fields, see the harvest is great, and go in the power of the Holy Spirit with the mandate of God to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. I'm here today keeping a mandate from God, but I'm not here in my natural ability to do it. I'm here in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. You say, Brother Vimble, you do not seem that educated. I'm not depending on education. It's not that I'm against education. <laughs> I'm trying to increase my vocabulary. But some things need to be said. There's no need getting a $5 word when you can say it with a 50 cent word and more people will understand it. Hallelujah. So I'm going to use a lot of 50 cent words today. Amen. But I'm going to tell you when we're through, I believe the Holy Ghost is going to take the word and he's going to show you things from the word that I could never show you just targeting your, your mind and your capacity to comprehend with your mind. There, there are things that God will give by revelation. And when they come by revelation, it's, hallelujah, it's, it's, it's different than just giving mental assent to something you agree to believe. You see it for yourself. Praise God. Well, listen, see if you can see this for yourself. Galatians 3, 7 through 14. Know, see, God wants us to know. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, everyone outside the covenant, through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham, 
saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed, not exclusively Israel alone. A time is coming when all nations can be blessed through the covenant. Listen. So then they which are be of faith, verse 9, are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things written in the book of the law to do them. If you are, are trying to declare your righteousness by keeping every one of the Ten Commandments without breaking one of them, you are already under the curse because you can't do it. That's why the New Testament had to convince people they couldn't, but they didn't have to to be saved. Amen. That doesn't mean we go out and willfully break commandments. It means that we do not in and of ourselves present our own righteousness to God by declaring we are sinlessly perfect concerning the law. No one has ever done it, and that's why he sent a Savior. That's why he sent a sacrificed lamb. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he came. That's why he went to the cross. Hallelujah. That's why the scriptures teach in the New Testament, the new covenant. <laughs> Amen. For all, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. No not one. It's reiterated because somebody thinks they are, and that very thought is a sin. <laughs> Amen. Because you cannot, you cannot present sinless perfection before a holy God. You cannot meet His holy standard. And He knew it, and that's why He sent us a Savior. Praise God. Not just a sovereign. He didn't just send us a king to rule. He sent us a lamb to die. And now he rules as king of kings and lord of lords. Listen, verse 11. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith. But the man which doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Glory be to God. Amen. Abraham's blessing reaches in to the new covenant, praise God, and to new covenant believers, both Jew and Greek, that we may be qualified, the greatest blessing of all, that we might receive the Holy Spirit. Praise God, that we might be saved and sanctified through the blood of Christ to such a degree that we might qualify for the very Holy Spirit to come and inhabit us. Qualify for Christ to come and live within us. Qualify, amen, for God the Father to come and live in our temple and cause our body to become the temple of God and the temple of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Christ in us, dear friend, is the hope of glory. It is the down payment on heaven to assure us that if the Father can live within us, the Son can live within us, 
through the sanctifying blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit can live within us, hallelujah, then certainly we can live in the holy city because gold doesn't make it holy. Pearly gates doesn't make it holy. Amen. All of those foundations of precious stones is not what makes it holy. What makes it holy is the Father who sits upon His throne and the Son who sits at His side, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Spirit of God that is all encompassing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. If, if the Trinity can come and live within us, the triune God living in the believer, hallelujah, then we need to rise up and quit living below our privilege of power. We need to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit when you're saved because if no, any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. But to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is a power gift. And we receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. Power with purpose. And it's not to become the spiritually elite, to, 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 to just have all of the charismata, the gifts operating, to seek personal fame and glory through them. No, this is power with purpose. And the purpose is clear. You will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be witnesses unto me, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. This is power to reap a harvest. This is power to preach the gospel with more than theological accurateness. This is power to preach with a supernatural force that will penetrate the darkness of the human heart and soul. The God of this world has blinded the minds of men. Amen. The gospel preached in power shines a light and dissipates that darkness to give people the opportunity to turn, amen, from the darkness and to run to the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen to this privileged place that we should be walking in today if we are one in Christ and we are Abraham's seed as well, spiritually. Listen to Luke thirteen ten through 16. It said, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues, speaking of Jesus, on the Sabbath. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, there are six days which men ought to work in them, therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. I want you to listen to Jesus' answer. I want you to stop just for a moment and realize that Jesus has just worked a miracle of healing in a woman that had a right to be healed. Oh, you say, no, no, no. Oh, I want you to hold on. We're not finished reading here. Amen. People, people really want to, to find some way to discount the, the mighty, miraculous, supernatural God that is available to us 
through prayer, who has made distinct promises to us, who has challenged us. If there be any sick among you, let them call the elders of the church. Let them, uh, this, this is not about apostles, uh, a few apostles that, that just for the sake of getting the Bible, we got the Bible, the rest of it. No, this is about a man, a covenant with God, because we, Jew and Gentile, who have been born again, hallelujah, have received Christ as our Savior, have become Abraham's seed spiritually, and the blessings of Abraham have come upon them. His, this is a daughter of Abraham, not by faith, not by spiritual, but by lineage. Listen, they made a big deal because he healed her trying to find a technicality to disqualify him instead of recognizing the miracle and the man who worked it in their midst. Listen, that's happening today, by the way, nitpicking any time there's power manifest because I believe some some denominational leaders are so convicted. They won't admit it, but they're convicted because when you look for any semblance of the presence and power of God in the service, there is none. We're hearing about a God who is so mighty, and yet there's no manifestation to deliver and to heal, and to set free, and even to save. Amen. Listen carefully. Then the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not, now that word ought is O2. It's a shortened form of O2. Ought not this woman being, underscore that, being a daughter of Abraham. Now I'm going to ask you a question today. Are you saved? Are, we're, are, are you a new covenant believer? Are you, a, are you a child of God? Are you a son and daughter of God? Are you a spiritual daughter of Abraham according to the word? Are you a spiritual son of God according to the word of God? Are we indeed, according to the word of God in the new covenant, Abraham's seed by faith? Listen, and ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound. Lo, these eighteen years being loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Amen. Being a daughter of Abraham. That means this woman has a covenant. She is part of the covenant seed. And in that covenant, healing is provided. He identified himself to his covenant people as Jehovah Rophi. Jehovah Rapha, some call it. Jehovah Rophi, amen. The Lord thy physician. And here's what he said to them. I will put none of the diseases upon thee which have come upon Egypt, for I am, hallelujah, Jehovah Rophi. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord thy physician. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Amen. Friend of mine, we have a covenant. That's why James 5.14 said, if there's any sick among you, being covenant children of Abraham now, amen, spiritual seed of Abraham, if there's any sick among you, let them call the elders of the church. Why? 
because we have a covenant with God. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, is healing for today? Well, is answered prayer for today? Is answered prayer for today? Does God not answer prayers for healing? He only answers prayers for building programs. He only answers prayers for businesses to increase. But he doesn't, you know, he, he'll fix the building, but he won't heal the temple. And our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Oh, it doesn't mean we're not going to age and have age-related physical problems. But until it's time to go home, there is healing for God's people. Praise God. That's why James 5.14, they the apostles knew there's a covenant in operation here. The people knew through the teaching of the apostles that we just read, we have a covenant with God. We have a right to reach out to God for covenant blessings that he has promised and that he has provided, whom his own self bears sins upon the cross, with whose stripes we were healed. Yes, it can be argued, first and foremost healed of sin's deadly wound, but because we have been reconciled to God, brought into the covenant that he made with Abraham, we are sons and daughters of God. We are sons and daughters, therefore, of Abraham as well. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound low these eighteen years, be loosed on the Sabbath day? You're more concerned about your ox getting out to get water than you are about this woman who you should be praying for in faith. <laughs> Hallelujah friend of mine, no no wonder he hit so many brick walls when the spiritual hypocrisy stood in the way of the blessings that God wanted to bring and God wanted to send. I'm going to tell you, I don't mean this in a mean way, but I'm going to say it in the authority of the Holy Spirit and the authority of the Word of God. Spiritual hypocrisy is still raising its ugly head against the mighty move of the Spirit of God in our day. And God's people with a covenant with God, a new and better covenant established on better promises. I, I, want, I want to stop here. I've got to preach a little bit. We're going a little over time. We're going a little over time. This is fair warning. You can stop now and say, I've had enough. I've heard enough. And I'm not here trying to win friends, and in, but I am trying to influence people. Amen. You may never be my friend after these kind of messages. I'm not looking to fit in to the status quo. I'm looking to break out of the status quo. People are hurting. People are in need. And there's a disparity, as I've said before, between prayers offered and prayers answered. It seems that our God, in many circles, has no more power than the false gods of the heathen about us. We don't serve a man-made God. We serve the God who made man. And we serve a God who does not mince words. Amen. If you believe the Bible to be the inspired word of God, and you are a true child of God, you have every right to ask for prayer. Amen. For, for healing and for help in your life. Praise God because God loves you. 
You're, you're, you're not looking for crumbs. You are coming to receive something that belongs to you. And the children's bread is now your bread and my bread as well today. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, I will never go back into that that kind of, of religious deadness that seems to be such a part of so much of Christianity today. I believe that's why so many people are falling is because, and spiritual leaders are falling, is because we have bought into a theological truth and give mental assent to it, and we have not come into the full revelation of Jesus, and we have not been filled with the Holy Spirit. We have not been granted power to overcome, and we are not, we haven't received the word by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can have every degree there is theologically, and there was a man that has failed, was living a double life that we all loved and revered. He could theologically defend the faith in, in, in academic universities in academia to intellectuals and scientists he could he could he could argue the faith as an apologist not apologizing for anything in the faith but defending the faith in that sense as an apologist and he could do it with with right up there with anybody that would intellectually challenge him he was that good at it and yet he himself didn't have the power to live out what he was teaching and what he was telling others about from the scriptures. Friend of mine, it takes more than a theological training and the, the eloquence and the education. The Bible said this gospel didn't come in word only. This gospel came in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, therefore. And the scripture said, we preach the gospel, the early apostles with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Praise God. Conviction comes by the Holy Spirit. Revelation comes by the Holy Spirit. And I pray today that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you right where you are, that if you are a Christian, you have a right to covenant blessings that are revealed in the new covenant. And we need to, by faith, reach out to those promises, <laughs> beginning with the promise of the Spirit after we have been saved. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus, we've already read that you're without hope because you're without God. In this present world, you have no hope for eternity and no hope for help here. But that can change in these closing moments. Right now, you can turn to God. You can come to Christ by simple faith in his finished work on the cross. You can repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, your Sovereign and your King. And God will pardon you. And God will accept you on the basis of Jesus' sacrifice. And God will honor you with His covenant blessings. The blessing of eternal life with Him in heaven forever. 
and the blessing of His help all the days of your life in this faulty body, in this fallen world. You will never be alone, never be without help, because you will never be without God. Call upon Him. He says to all of us in the day of trouble, and I will answer thee, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Every time God delivers me from a circumstance, heals me from a disease or a disaster, I bring glory to His name. I spread His fame. I publish His doings. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And be ready when He comes for us. In Jesus' name.